Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. And I'm Robin, and we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the Wizarding World. Okay, we are back together this week. Yay! Yay! We so, so I have a question. How did Amy do with bye? Because I had asked her to do that. Oh, she, it she, did, she, she did awesome. She was like, okay. <laughs> and I want to give it a shout out to Miss Jules. Yay. I love it. I love that people call you Jules. I just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So when I found out that I could call you Jules, I was like, call her Jules. <laughs> that That's officially her name. Yeah. Yep. And just, you know what? It's really nasty and rainy and it's been depressing for the last couple of days and I'm so excited that we're doing the podcast I'm again. I am too. But I have to say, I love this weather. I know. You should see her face right now. It's just like, <sighs> according to her face, I should be put in a mental institution. But Amy's the same way. She <laughs> likes the thunder and the yes. lightning and the, I, I don't like to get wet. Yeah, I don't like being wet, especially because it's a cold rain today. Well, see, when, I, when this kind of rain happens, I think, is it going to be there when I go run? Yeah. I mean, I have all the gear. It's not like I can't run in, because I, I come in completely covered, and yeah. I can run in the rain. I just don't like going. You're, you're outside a lot more than I am, so that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. But me, I, I'll stay inside. and uh, Well, so, like, we have the, the French doors in our garage oh yeah yeah and so like i'll sit out there and i'll just wash the rain and then in the summer i'll open i've opened the garage doors and uh, while it's raining oh, yeah. so and i'll just i'll sit out there I'll, as long as it's raining I'll, I'll be out there so. i like to be in my recliner with my blanket mm -hmm. and let's say oh i don't know maybe harry potter on the television yeah yep not and that but not this time of year right now not not right now anymore it's gotta be disney plus I'm scared ready to just say that. I have been obsessed. I have too. Oh my God. And I never thought, like, I own a lot of Disney movies. Mm -hmm. And I have been like, Psh, watching it on Disney Plus. Yep. I watched today. Oh, I watched it yesterday. And then I watched it today. I finished it today. The Good Dinosaur, which I have I never seen. Oh my God, it's so good. I'll have to watch it this week. Pixar... And Disney does the same thing. Disney absolutely will surprise you with a movie. You'll be like, uh -huh. you can, you can't. They're kind of in that. They're kind of in that category. They can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you'll watch a Disney movie and you'll be like, I didn't get it. <laughs> and no offense, and please do not be mad at me. Uh -oh. I didn't get Mary Poppins Returns. I'm I sorry. haven't watched it yet, but I love Lin Manuel Miranda, so I mean, I'm gonna watch Mary it Pop at some point. I mean, Mary Poppins is awesome, and I know that there are several the books in the, the series, but I didn't get Mary Poppins Returns. So when I first saw um, the Good Dinosaur, I kind of had that. I mean, I know Mary Poppins Returns came after. I was just giving you an example, <laughs> but when I first saw the the Good Dinosaur, I kind of had that feeling like I don't think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, and. Um, so I just never watched it. Same thing with Coco. I was like, I love Coco. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not. I love Coco so well, much. When we bought it, I think we bought it for the girls uh -huh. because you know nieces come along and you have to get every Disney movie. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm a Disney holic anyway. So the girls came along and we went ahead and got Coco, and I was like, oh my god. Pixar love, can do no wrong. And, and so then I was like, well, I'm going to buy the good dinosaur. So mm -hmm. it kind of sat on my wish list for the longest time. And then Disney Plus was coming. And I was like, I'm taking that off the wish list. Yep. I'm not buying any more Disney movies. I'm watching yep. them on Disney Plus. So I was sitting there laughing at oh. this movie. It was so good. They did an awesome job with this I'm, movie. I'm watch it. So and then I'm a little I'm a little ticked off with uh, Disney Plus. Oh no way! I know they've got contracts and a lot of stuff is on Hulu and a lot of stuff yeah. is on Netflix and I get that. But Tarzan? Yeah, they have Tarzan too though. Tarzan and Jane. 
the television cartoon series oh. is nowhere to be found. Really? It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on... Uh, and in fact, I even went into iTunes to search to buy it. To buy. It's not even there. Really? So I don't know where it is. You know what I did? I couldn't find on uh, Disney Plus is the um, Aladdin series that they did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now, Little Mermaid is on there. Get ready I to did. watch that. I watched that. I started it. Um, yeah, I started it. Do you know what movie? So Disney Plus has been out for what? Two, three weeks? What came out three. the 12th? The start of the 12th. Yeah, three. Because we're on the third episode of the Imagineers. Imagineering story. Yes. Love, love, yes. love. I get so mad it's when it's over. So <laughs> you just don't realize how much Walt yeah. put into that company, and then Roy after it. Yeah. And he had put so much into it. I and always, then everybody, it was like a bunch of cougars were coming yeah. down to tear it apart. Yeah. It was like well, really. I thought it was really, it was really cool because I always thought of Roy as more kind of like behind the scenes, right? And like money stuff, and I didn't realize that he pretty much single handedly did Disney World, World. right? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because amazing. Walt had gotten so sick, yeah, and he couldn't. Yeah, he, he died. He had yeah. passed away before he yeah. finished it. Yeah, but uh, three weeks Disney Plus has been out, and I have watched Moana four times. I love Moana. Love, love, love Moana. Like, I can't even stand it how much I love Moana. I'm going to quote my niece. So I have two nieces. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So this was a couple years ago. And uh, I said, Moana has come out. And uh, uh, the oldest one, Aslan, said, uh, I don't know if I like that movie. I said, well, you've never seen the movie. How do you know if you like it or not? How about we get it and we watch it and you decide? <sighs> okay. <laughs> this is her response. So Kelly, the younger one, said, what is Moana? And I said, um, it's a little girl who um, becomes friends with the ocean. Mm -hmm. And she made this look. <laughs> and I said, just, well, just watch it. And she sails the ocean and she mm -hmm. saves the world. And she was like, really? Like she was way more excited. So we started, we bought the movie, we started the movie and, um, as they both get in my lap, and then Aslan over time gets hot, and so she goes and sits on him. <laughs> Kelly didn't move. Aslan goes and sits in the recliner beside of me, so um, Kelly stayed with me the entire time. So we get to the end of the movie, and uh, I said, well, what did you think? And Aslan goes, mm, it's okay, but it wasn't The Little Mermaid. This is my child, <laughs> because I taught her at a young age that a fork was a dingle hopper. Yes. And you brush your hair with it. Exactly. <laughs> However, Kelly looked at me and went, oh, Moana, play it again. <laughs> she would be my best friend. <laughs> she is Moana. She is that type of child. She's got no fear. Let's go run. Let's climb a, a brick wall. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm two and a half years old. She, <laughs> is, she is that type. She is Moana. So it was really awesome. So she, that's like her, her character, Moana. Now I she's into Rapunzel. She likes is Rapunzel she? better. Oh, yeah. I saw it yesterday. But I feel like if there was a Disney character that I related with more than anybody, it's Moana. Just because of how much she loves the water. Yeah. Like if it were up to me, we would live on the beach and because it's not I will just take off and go yeah like bye that's why Amy is <laughs> like I I will I, I would live on the water oh yeah I think that's why I originally loved The Little Mermaid so much yeah and then Moana the came out yeah. and I'm like no I'm Moana <laughs> like <laughs> I love the water but that's um, your next tattoo maybe Haley's my you, next tattoo girl you have a whole body I know I mean you know I want Tinkerbell behind my ear though so. I said to Amy, I came home and I was like, Sam's watching Tinkerbell. And I she was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Tinkerbell from Peter Pan, but I, I just, it's, that's a little bit beyond my time. So, I Tinkerbell. So, well, and I may watch them just to see. They're, they're super cute. But I'd say like the, um, I was way older when the Tinkerbell movies started to be released. Oh, okay. So it is beyond, like, you know, I wasn't little or anything, but I love Tinkerbell so much that I will watch these movies. And Tinkerbell, she in these movies has more personality. 
Um, um, than what she ever had in Peter Pan. Pan. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, she's so stinking cute. I just love Tinkerbell. <laughs> I just love her. So um, that's our Disney uh, podcast for today. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. To bye. Yep. See you tomorrow. Bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, hey. we could go on about this. We text each other. Like when we're watching Disney Plus and be like, this is what I'm watching. Uh-huh. My brother texted me today and he goes, uh, did you watch The Mandalorian? And I said, yes, yesterday. Oh, don't, don't spoil it. And he I goes, well, yet. then he, so I guess he watched, they're at a wedding. And uh, so I guess he texted me back and he was like, oh, so good. <laughs> and there were a lot of people who were like, there's no way. There's just no way. I'm going to give him a, a spoiler. No. What? For the first episode, oh, okay. you've already seen it. All right. I'm going to give a spoiler. <laughs> so Sam actually finished The Mandalorian before I got to it. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, <laughs> I got to the end yet. So wait a minute. So I got to the end, and I texted her back, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's Yoda. But is it Yoda? No, I think Yoda had a baby. No. <laughs> no, because Yoda died. This is, this is five, five years after the Empire... I think so. Seven? I'd I'd have to Google it for sure. I Googled it. Well, here. I had the storyline pulled up the other day. And the the baby Yoda is 50 years old. So I just watched um, Super Carlin Brothers. I'm going to shout out to them. Apparently, this little baby Yoda is the same age as Anakin Skywalker. That's what they said. I mean, they did the math. How are you doing math? We don't know anything about him. No, we know he's 50 years old. The baby's 50 years old? Yeah, remember? They were like the assets 50 years old, remember? Oh, yeah. And he walks in and he goes, he's 50 years old (laughs) and it was a baby. And so, but Yoda's live like, I don't know, whatever their species is. I mean, he was 900 when he died. Remember? Yoda's the shit. (laughs) Well, what's your language, family? Family channel. You know. You can just beat me out. Put it like a bling (laughs) there. You know. Um... We're what we're in the middle of watching the Star Wars series right now. We're on. We actually. It's taken us forever to watch it. Um, we're on. What's the third of the original trilogy? Uh, well, you have a a, a New Hope. Uh, re, uh, Empire Return Strikes Back Jedi. and the Return of the Jedi. It's the third one, whatever the last one. The the original trilogy is. Is it a New Hope? Well, A New Hope technically is number three, but it's not. It's the first movie. A New Hope is number th- is volume three, but it's the first movie. The first three movies are prequels. Yeah. And even though they're one, two, that. and three, it's movie. Oh no, I'm talking about the original trilogy, seventies, eighties. Okay, so, so A New three. Hope is number one. Yeah. Which is technically number, number three. three. No, no, four. Yeah, yeah, number four. four. Sorry, yes. You correct. had me so confused. Sorry, number four. That. Right, and number four, five is Empire Strike Back, and six is Return, Return of, the, of the, Jedi. the Jedi. So we're on Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. And it's taken us like three days to watch it, and we're uh, the Ewoks have just tried to sacrifice Han, Han, and so that's where we're at. <laughs> but, um, so this says that the Mandalorian is set five years after the fall of the Empire. Right. So after the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So then, but it's 25 years before The Force Awakens. That's what it says. Okay. So. Well, yeah, well, Anakin, anyway, they did the math. The Super Colin Brothers, mm-hmm. they break that stuff down. So they did the math, and apparently, since he's 50 years old at this time period, he actually is the same age as, as Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And the the theory is, uh, you know, Palpatine mm-hmm. created Anakin Skywalker. Well, yes. because and Palpatine does tell Anakin, when uh, dark rises, light will rise to meet it. Mm-hmm. So with him creating Anakin Skywalker, the Force oh, also created, created a baby Yoda. Correct. To exactly. Randall, to, don't listen to this week's episode. <laughs> Well, this is, is amazing. Yeah, but that's the Super Carlin Brothers theory. That that's works, not though. necessarily way the Mandalorian is gonna go. You kind of have to take that Grain of in, salt, per, in perspective. Know. Yeah, right? but I love that. But theory. I love the Super Carlin Brothers because they break stuff down like that for you. I need to watch them. 
Yeah, I have been, really awesome. I have I've been stuck on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get off of it. Maybe I can't stop watching Moana. <laughs> I own the movie too. It's horrible. Well, it was like I'm gonna watch The Little Mermaid, and then I had put in my wish list, which they finally have. I don't know if you noticed, initially when we were watching stuff, it didn't show that you had watched it. Yeah. Well, now that's on there. It is? I haven't yes. seen it. Yeah. So, that's wow. on there. But, if you get get to the end of something, mm-hmm. it won't restart it. Yeah, I, I have hate to that. click and rewind, rewind it. it. Yeah. Fix that, it, Disney Plus. I've mean. already sent you two emails. <laughs> I'm I, sure they're working on it. I don't have that. What? Ones I've already watched. That was on my computer. And oh, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't on my app on my phone. I didn't look on my app on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not on the app. Also, if you want a good documentary, Jane. Oh yeah, Jane you said that. Is yeah. Amazing and yeah. super cute. There's super like a whole cute. bunch of stuff. Yeah. In my in my wish list. Yeah, I need to. And the Poor Little Mermaid. I did watch that one, but then the other two movies are sitting there, and I was like, and then the series is sitting there, and I was like. I've seen all that. Let me watch something yeah. I haven't seen. Well, so I... Um, but, you know what came out? The what? Crown, season three. I know, and Melda Stoughton's going to play her. And I... No, I love that's her. In, no, 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 that's in season uh, well, five and six. But I'm still super excited, because I really like Melda Stoughton. Well, it was... Somebody had said... This, Umbridge this is how we're going to tie it back into Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Okay. Um, But I was watching... Um, so it popped up and it said season three of The Crown and I was like, Disney Plus, The Crown. Uh-huh. Disney Plus, The Crown. Oh, The Crown's only ten episodes. I'm breeze through that. No problem. Go right back to Disney Plus. I have not. I actually, um, I'm going to sit and binge The Crown because I started, I watched all of season one and then season two came out and I was in the process of moving and I've just never gotten back around it's to watching really, it's it. It's really good. So now that two and three are out, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and watch them. And I like how they, at first, I, I wasn't happy with them changing actors. Who would they change? Well, season one and two are the same actors. And so going into season three, they're getting actors who are older. Older, yeah. Yeah. So, um, in fact, Bellatrix is uh, Princess Margaret. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, so she's Princess Margaret. I like all the them. Um, and apparently. she pulls Princess Margaret off. Oh, I bet awesomely. she does. I oh, bet yeah, she does. She's an awesome job. But um, Prince Philip was Matt Smith, who was Doctor Who. You need to watch Doctor Who. I don't do that. You need to watch it. You would like it. It's childhood tragedy. <gasps> I don't like it. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? You don't a like chocolate either, do you? <laughs> What? I don't like what? You don't like chocolate either, do you? What's wrong with you? I had a Reese's peanut butter for Reese's peanut butter cup before I came over here. Man, I have been wolfing down Hershey's with almonds like ain't nobody's business. Don't ask me why, but it's my new craving. I don't like almonds. Chocolate covered almonds, my new thing. Okay, so I am Remus Lupin with but with almonds in it. Okay, so we've waited long enough. The Marauders yes. part two. We're sorry about our tangent. Yes. <laughs> You can uh, just scroll. Uh, let's see. Unless you're a Disney, you just scroll for tw- for like 18 minutes, and then yeah. you'll be good to go. Yeah, maybe we should put that disclaimer at the beginning. I could do that. Yeah. I'll put that at the beginning. Just be like, just if you don't want to hear about Disney Plus, yeah. scroll, you know, yeah. and I'll get the exact number where we switch over. There you go. That works perfectly. All right. So, do you want to do James first? Do you want me to do Peter? What do you want to do? Let's do Peter last because I can be- complain about him all day. Okay. Okay. And I actually, (laughs) I said I would take one for the team and I would do Peter. I'm a little irritated that there was like a lot more stuff on Peter than there was on Sirius. But you know what? Honestly, it doesn't surprise me because Peter's a bad guy. (laughs) I mean, yeah. We have more to complain about him than we do about Sirius. That's true. I mean, Sirius is a complex character, though. I mean, we could we could go back and talk about both of those characters and, and make it, like, four episodes on each of them. Yeah. When they're missing Oh, series. sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, each could have their own episode. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Easily, easily, easily. All right. So, I was just curious because my birthday is in March and James's birthday is March 27th. And I was like, are you a Pisces, too? He's a loser. He's not a Pisces. Not to say that everybody's not. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're not a Pisces, you're not cool. 
Just kidding. I love everybody. I had coffee, so I'm a little hyper right now. Still. <laughs> I'm also tired. I got about four hours of sleep last Girl. night. Girl. So I was in the garage working on cups and signs, and I was like, three o'clock is my time to go to bed. So. And then Haley had me up at seven. Yeah, it's so. hard when you're trying to like do projects for yourself, and then the baby's like, no, you need to have me as a project. Yeah. Well, luckily, she's sleeping through the night, so I, That's good. I can't complain too much. But, um... All right, so speaking of babies, James was the only child of Fleamont and Euphoria Potter, which we discussed that in the Potter episode. Um, he was a spoiled, rotten turd. <laughs> he was arrogant and proud, boastful, but he was ultimately, he was a good person. Uh, he started Hogwarts in 1971. And, and just, and just, here's a bit of a tidbit. Mm -hmm. I was one year old. <laughs> 71. Yeah. Just saying. My mom wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, All right, so you're saying that I could be your mother? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, you're cool enough. <laughs> I'd rather have you as a friend. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so we started Hogwarts in 71. He was sorted into Gryffindor. He met Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, and Peter Pettigrew. And they became known as the Marauders. Watch that venom as you spit that onto yeah, your computer. I know. I think it may have spit a little bit. All right. So he was um, a clever student. He became the chaser for the Gryffindor house team. Disclaimer. Sorry my child was crying. I know you can hear her. Sorry. I don't, I don't know if they can or not. I, so last time she was in with uh, his grandma and we were recording, you could hear it. You could hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was listening to him the other day. All right. So during this... Pardon. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want my snot running down my nose. I apologize. <laughs> You're good. It's just going to happen again, hopefully. <laughs> well, we'll just, like, pause for a break at this point. Yeah, I'll fix it. <laughs> We're good. All yeah. right. Sorry. Um, Alright, so during their second year, the Marauders, um, they kept trying to figure out, like, why Remus was disappearing once a month. Okay, so, they're not dumb. It's a full moon, and Remus just goes, poof. They figured out he's a werewolf. So, they took it on, upon themselves to become Animagi, so that they could keep him company during his transformations. It took them three years to do it. And, um, there's a whole crazy... Process. Now, wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Yes. I thought they did that in their fifth year. Took them. They started it in their second. Okay. All yeah. right. I apologize. I wasn't paying attention. Yep. So, this is how you become an Animagi. Ooh, instructions. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. I'm determined I'll be an elephant. I've adopted that what? as my Patronus. Yeah. Elephants are my... They're my adopted Patronus. I'm, a, I'm determined that... An elephant is my spirit animal. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I yep. like Tantor. Tarzan. He's so cute. He's pretty cute. He's pretty cute. I haven't watched Tarzan in forever, but I used to be able to quote that movie. I'm, what is he thinking? Which, by the what way, I had to leave Disney Plus and go to Netflix to actually watch is Tarzan. Is it still on Netflix? Yeah. I may watch it because yeah. I like it. I'm trying to think what he says while like they're standing in the water. He like, said, "There's a piranha." Yeah, there's a piranha. Like there are no piranhas in. Af <laughs> Don't tell the kid that there's piranhas in Africa. It's a mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to become an animagi, you have to. Um. Okay. Let me just read this. So it says. Uh, it takes skill, practice, and patience for wizards and which witch, little wizards and witches to become animagi. The process of becoming an animagi is long and arduous, and has the potential to backfire and cause a transformation to go horribly wrong. Many witches and wizards simply feel that their time might be better employed in other ways, as the skill is of limited practical use unless one has great need of disguise or concealment. So part of the process by which of becoming an animagi is holding the leaf of a mandrake in their mouth for an entire month, using the leaf for the creation of a potion, reciting an incantation, a motto, and oh my gosh, they're all A words. A motto, 
Animeo, Animato, Animagis. That's a mouthful. On a daily basis, and drinking the Animagi potion during a lightning storm. Once the initial training is over, an Animagus will then can then change at will with or without the use of a wand. Animagi takes the form of a species capable of flight. An Animagi who takes on the form of a species capable of flight can enjoy the sensation without the need of broomsticks, flying carpet, or frightening flying animals. Uh, it is debated, but generally believed possible for one's Animagus form to be a magical creature and can also be debated um, but generally believed impossible for an animagus to be a dementor. Huh. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So I could not keep a leaf in my mouth for a month. Couldn't do it. How would you eat around that and like not eat the leaf? I, I guess under your tongue. Nah, I'm like not doing that. Up in the top nah, of your cheek. I doing that. I don't know. I couldn't do it. How do yeah. you sleep? That's more what I'm worried about. I I choke. Well, I guess you could put it like in, like tuck it in your cheek. Yeah, that's still choke. I die. It'd be cool though. <laughs> but all right, so James became a stag, and his nickname uh, was Prongs, which super mad at Randall. What? Because he's he's a stag. His Patronus is a stag. You remember that from his episode that he was on? He took the Patronus, and I was like, you suck. So, yeah, he's a stag. Um, Described as an obnoxious youth who liked to show off. Um, He also bullied Severus Snape. So, Remus and Lupin, that's the same person. Remus and Sirius said that Snape was jealous of James's Quidditch talent, but, um... And then it says, however, James and Sirius insulted Snape on their first meeting, which is actually what started everything. It wasn't that Snape was jealous or anything. It was just that um, James and Sirius were mean to him when they first met him. Yeah. Um, so Snape was always looking for a reason to get the Marauders into trouble. And then, I can't remember what year they were in, um, but Snape eventually wanted to know where Remus was disappearing to every month. So Sirius told him to poke the knot on the Whomping Willow and he'd be able to follow uh, Remus, but James stopped Snape just before he did that, or I'm sorry, just short of Remus killing him, and um, so Snape never actually forgave James for saving his life, which is kind of rotten. I mean, he literally could have let you die. Yeah. But you're, like, you're, like, what does that say about him, though, like, that he, he's so willing to hate somebody that like what am I trying to say like his he felt that his life wasn't worth I know what I'm trying to say it's just not coming out like he didn't I don't know you mean because Snape did not thank him for saving his life I'm saying like what how little does like I I'm saying it has to say something about Snape that he can't thank somebody for saving his life. Like, like he saved his life. James saved Snape's life. But does he hate himself that much that he's willing to hate somebody else well, for saving his life? Well, because Sna- <laughs> Snape is, is, about, is just as arrogant yeah. as James. And he's, he's also um, a narcissist. Yeah. And... You know, if somebody's going to argue that with me, whatever, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. He, so, when you're a narcissist, you don't thank anybody for anything. Yeah. Because you feel you're owed everything from everybody else. Right. So, and that's... I mean, he was that, that way through when the kids were in school. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yep. So... Why would you thank someone for saving your life when you expect that they owe you that anyway? Yeah. So you're not going to thank somebody. That's yeah, and I mean that makes that makes total sense. But it, to me, it just seems like yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. All right. So, um, 
it's unfortunate that I ended up with James because we're going to end up with a lot more snake talk. Sorry. Not really. Alright, so James had a crush on muggle-born Lily Evans, who was Snape's best friend. Lily did not return her feelings. She saw James as obnoxious and arrogant. Um, when James and Sirius were 16, Fleamont and Euphemia allowed Sirius to move in with them in order for Sirius to escape his horrible family. He became an unofficial Potter. Um, so in his seventh year, James was appointed head boy and had matured enough that he had finally caught Lily's attention and they began dating. So, let me just, um, let me look at something real quick. So, let me just point out that, um, let me, let me back up to where I said something about uh, Lily being Snape's best friend. When he called her a mudblood, he was not loyal. Moving on. So, <laughs> when, when James met Vernon for the first time, it was over Christmas break in 1977, Vernon attempted to impress James by boasting about his car. Vernon asked James what kind of car he drove, but James instead described his racing room. Thus, Vernon started patronizing him and finally offended James uh, by supposing out loud that wizards have to live on unemployment benefits. And then having heard from James that he had a fortune in solid gold, he grew angry and stormed out of the restaurant where they had met with Lily and Petunia, their significant others. So it ended up, um, like... So they, Lily ended up crying over this whole situation and James was like, well, I promise I'll make it better. Well, he never got the chance to because, you know, Vernon and Petunia are... Buttholes. Thank you. That's on um, um, That's me. So, um, but yeah, so they never got the chance to because of that. And um, Lily and James ended up being killed. So... Uh, at the end of 77, Petunia and Vernon married, and Lily and James were invited to the wedding, but Petunia refused to allow Lily to be a bridesmaid, and that really hurt her. And then at the wedding, Vernon refused to talk to James, but described him within James's earshot as some kind of amateur mu magician. I'm sure James is like, oh I can God. curse you into next Wednesday, 25 years from now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. So after graduation, James and Lily were married, and Sirius was, of course, the best man. The Marauders all joined the Order of the Phoenix to help fight uh, Voldemort and the Death Eaters for the first time. So, I love those. So around 1977, James and Sirius were in a motorcycle chase. I think you, you talked about it in the series episode. The motorcycle chase. Okay, well, I'll continue. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was forever ago. <laughs> All right. So in 1977, James and Sirius were in a motorcycle chase with Muggle police officers. And the chase was originally fun until three men with brooms attacked them. I didn't. We didn't talk about that. You didn't that. talk about this? Oh. No. Well, yeah. I missed this. Oh, it's, yeah. So so basically what they did was they the three men attacked them. James and Sirius raised the Muggle police car and the, the three men on the broomsticks crashed into it. Oh. How clever are they? So then, um, at some point between 1979 and 1980, because we know that they lived long enough to see James and Lily married, but not long enough to see Harry born. So, Fleamont and Euphemia died of dragonpox, and they left the Potter family fortune to James and Lily. So this fortune allowed James to provide a comfortable life for him and Lily without having to work, and he also supported uh, Remus. Um, since he was a werewolf and people are mean to him, jerkheads. Um, so in the prophecy, it says, um, he will be born to, to, I can't remember the pronoun, like, to those who thrice defy him. Right. That was James and Lily. James and Lily defied him, Voldemort, three times. Um, the first time being when he tried to recruit them and failed. So Lily became pregnant and the couple went into hiding. Their son, Harry James Potter, the reason for everything, was born on July 31st, 1981. 
Mary was the target of Voldemort due to a prophecy that told the how he would um, he Harry would eventually be Voldemort's final death. Now, Snape. <laughs> Voldemort learned of the prophecy for Snape. Part of it, not the whole thing, though. But. He knew of the prophecy because of Snape. Like, right. any way, shape, or form, Snape's fault. Another reason why Snape is an unloyal dirtbag and couldn't really have loved Lily. It literally says that word for word in my notes. Okay. I, I, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I agree know. with you. <laughs> well, so I told Randall okay. as I was typing these notes, I was like, I have a little something for you in the podcast here. You'll figure it out. You're welcome, love. Alright. Um, Cause I mean, come on, like. But this you didn't is know that. Her... Yeah, but you also have. This is just playing devil's advocate. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you also have to take in consideration that he didn't think that that when he gave the prophecy that Voldemort was going to think it it meant James and Lily. But if there's any question to it, why would you do it? Because he didn't think that it was going to come back on her at all. That wasn't in his head. Okay. Then instead of being unloyal, we'll just call him a freaking idiot. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I can do that. What an idiot. <laughs> there we go. Who said that? And in what hmm. movie? Hermione. And Sorcerer's Stone. Ding, 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 ding. Or Philosopher's Stone, depending on which country you're in. That's true. Yeah. All right. So, um... Albus Dumbledore helps the family to go into hiding with the use of the Fidelius charm. James, so I don't know why. When I was younger, I was really confused about this. Like, I didn't know who was supposed to be the secret keeper and why and blah, blah, blah. I did figure it out, though. I'm good now. But, um, so James insisted that Sirius be the secret keeper, even though Dumbledore had offered to do it. However, Sirius convinced James and Lily to use Peter as the secret keeper, with Sirius being a decoy. That's what confused me when I was a kid. So, the only people who knew about the switch were James, Lily, Sirius, and Peter. So, Peter betrayed them to Voldemort less than a week after the charm was set. Like, what a dirtbag. A week. Right. So, um... On the night of his... On the night of his death, October 31st, 1981... James was unprepared to fight Voldemort, leaving his wand in the living room where he had been entertaining Harry with bubbles before Voldemort's arrival. Was it bubbles or smoke rings? Oh, it was smoke rings. Was my it smoke bad. Rings? Yeah, you're right. My bad. Sorry. Duh. I'm tired. I thought it was cool that they were smoke rings because nobody smoked. Yeah. But he was making smoke rings. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My bad. I don't know why I thought bubbles. Well, I mean, he's a baby. I mean, you know. My baby blows bubbles, so maybe Harry was blowing bubbles. I have a dog well, that blows bubbles. Does he really? Yes, and it's annoying and nasty. It's gross. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's when he gets, like, you know, he gets hungry or yeah. he's drooling. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's we call him, we call, yeah, we call him a dirty bird. And, and then we go to wipe him off and he'll go, eh. you know, don't growl at me. You don't want to make him the nasty. <laughs> he's just, he's just hungry, Mom. Alright, so his oldest grandson is named after him, James, as well as Sirius. So James Sirius Potter. James, the OG, is regarded as a powerful and clever wizard, having been able to perform a full corporeal patronus. James's wand was 11 inches, mahogany, and an unknown core. His wand is described as pliable and excellent for transfiguration. James owned the invisibility cloak that the Marauders utilized often during their Hogwarts days. The cloak was eventually passed on to his son, Harry. And that's James. That's James. Yep. He's a pretty cool character, I think. Yeah. I think I want more... I want more Marauders in general. Like, I don't want... Yeah, I think, what they, we need, have, I think, I think they could do a whole, like, a whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. They get done with that series, they could do a Marauder, Marauder series. Imaginary Animals and Willie Melee. Yeah. Exactly. I, I told Randall one day, I was like, you know how podcasts have inside jokes? I was like, you're our inside joke. 
so um I think they could easily do like a whole another seven movies off of the Marauders. Oh sure. Like oh, easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Eight, honestly, if you include after. Oh well, yeah, because you could do yeah. them coming to school and then the there's seven years of school and then the war. Yeah, yeah you definitely could easily. do that. Yeah. yeah. So this is funny because um, uh, we have a little document and it, <laughs> and we have like you know our Potter name and then what episode we're doing. And then it has my name and, and the topic that I'm doing in it. Set, and there's no, there's no punctuation. And it oh. says Robin Peter Pettigrew. Thankfully, that's not your name. I did just add a semicolon for you, though. <laughs> I just noticed that. Uh, so, of course, I'm doing Peter Pettigrew. And I'm just going to do some uh, uh, descriptive uh, descriptions of him. Long, gray. Pointy nose, slimy, nasty rat tail. Um, they're not slimy. The okay. rat tails are not slimy. I'm, well, okay, slimy was in the wrong he place. He is slimy. He's slimy. His but tail not his is tail. Not. Okay. Maybe he drug it through some nasty mud. But now know. his eyes are small and watery. Like a rat. Like a rat. His hair is thin and color colorless. It is unkempt with a bald patch. He is later described as a baldy man with graying hair. Uh, his build, he's small, not much taller than Harry or Hermione, so he didn't grow at all. I mean, you know, yeah. he's uh, maybe the same size as uh, Danny DeVito. How Danny. many how many Danny DeVitos make up Peter Pettigrew? One. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, his disgusting features are, I mean, I, let me read. That's <laughs> not what that says. That's not what that says. It doesn't say disgusting. <laughs> It says distinguishing features, and I totally misread that. <laughs> Disgusting could work, too, though. It could work. Yeah. Uh, he has a rat-like face and a pointed nose. In books one and three, he's missing his index finger from his right hand. Oh, they found a pedigree with his it's, finger. It was his finger. The same hand was demanded by Voldemort for his rebirthing potion. Later, it was replaced by a, a glove-like, magical, shining silver hand. Uh, his voice is squeaky. His complexion is pasty. His wand is a chestnut and dragon heartstring. It is nine and a quarter inches. It's brittle. It is used by Ron after Pettigrew's death. No, I don't remember that. I don't either. I mean, I know Ron took it, but why would Ron continue to use it? He had his own wand. Or did he lose it and not get it back? Why wouldn't you go buy a new wand? Well, That's weird. I'm trying to think when Pettigrew died. When did he die? Um, when they were down in the dungeon and he was choking Harry and Harry oh, was like, you Did he me. just use it to get him out of there? I don't know. He he was choking Harry and Harry was like, you owe me. And so when he hesitated, yeah. when he hesitated, then his Voldemort hand choked himself. But I know Ron... I think wrestled the wand away from him so Ron actually got his but why would you continue to keep it that doesn't make any sense to me see but. and that's what I don't I don't think he kept it though that's what I'm googling is when did he use it okay um, he actually was um, given the uh, what is it where oh boys I don't tell you Order oh, of Merlin. Merlin first class uh, he was born in 1960. His death was in March of 1998. Usually referred to as Wormtail or Scabbers. He was uh, a wizard and the son of Mr. and Mrs. Pettigrew. He began attending Hogwarts in 71 and was sorted into Griffin House. After the sorting hat pondered over which house he belonged in for over five minutes, he was a true hat stall. Uh, during his years at Hogwarts, he became one of the Marauders. He was best friends with... Yes? Oh, sorry. I was waiting for you to finish. Oh. Go ahead. Finish, oh. and then, then I have... I have oh, okay. Um, he was best friends with Sirius Black, James Potter, and Remus Lupin. And together, they created the Marauders map. Hat stall. Between Gryffindor and Slytherin, maybe? I doesn't say. I don't know. I'm going to say Slytherin. That's my guess. 
It no. just gives the definition of a hat stall. Doesn't say what his hat stall was. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Slytherin too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was right. It, it, when when Ron used the wand, it was just to escape from the dungeons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I would think that Ron would. He was kind. He's kind of offended that Peter had lived with him for twelve yeah. years. Yeah. You know, in his bed. I would too. There's a, I love and, that and, and, meme that goes around and it says. Fred and George had the Marauders map for X number yes, of years and but some strange guys. He, okay, like their brother but here, never said anything. here's the theory. Here's the theory. Yeah. Harry actually never saw Peter on the map. Remus did. No. No. Yes, he did. In the book, I'm not talking about the movie. I don't. You cannot go by movie. Right. In the book, Harry never saw Peter on the map. Only Remus did. Therefore, the theory is, this is another theory. This is not, why would George and Fred have the map and go, oh my God, who's this man sleeping with our brother? The theory is, only the Marauders could see the other Marauders. That's the theory. Maybe I need to go read three again. Oh, why? I don't, or, I thought. Uh, he goes, him. he goes, I was looking, Remus says, I was looking at the map tonight, and there were four of you. And Harry said, the hell you say? Excuse me, pardon <laughs> Harry said, Boing. what are you talking about? There was only three of us. He said, no, there were four of you that came out of Hagrid's hut. And one of you is supposed to be dead. It was Peter. Huh. I think Harry was like, there was only three of us that came out to hut. And he's, Remus said, no, there was four. So, huh. so the theory is that only the Marauders can see the Marauders on the map. Yeah, I think it's time for him to reread. But I do like that. I like yeah. that theory. So that's the theory. Because yeah. because the, everybody's like, why didn't George and uh, Fred see him? I still because like he couldn't. The... He was a marauder. He wrote the map. That's yeah. why you can't see him. I still like that theory. So, that little meme. Yeah. It's a cute meme. That, that is funny. Okay. All right. Once he was out of school, he did join the Order of the Phoenix. Peter was a person who was easily influenced by those around him and allied himself with whomever was the strongest. Once he was out of school, Peter became an easy target for the Dark Lord as he searched for a way to strike at James and Lily. Peter was co- coerced into spy, becoming a spy for Voldemort. As he put it, Serious, serious, how could I have done? Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Let me reread that. Serious, serious, what could I have done? The Dark Lord. You have no idea. He has weapons you can't imagine. I was scared. Serious. I was never brave like you and Remus and James. I've, I never meant it to happen. He who must not be named forced me. He has taken over everywhere. What what was there to gain by refusing him? You don't understand. He would have killed me, Sirius. I would have died. And Sirius, exactly, Sirius. I would have died for, for my friends. He was made secret keeper for the Potters when they were into, went into hiding and used the Fidelia's charm. And he betrayed James and Lily and their son to Voldemort. After his fall, he faked it after Voldemort's uh, Voldemort's fall, he faked his own death and framed Sirius for betraying Lane James and Lily. I'm becoming a tongue twister. <laughs> as well as for his own murder and those of twelve muggles he killed during his escape. He spent twelve years living in his animagus form as Weasley's family pet rat Scabbers. However, his identity was exposed by Sirius and Remus in 94, and Pettigrew, with nowhere else to go, sought protection in returning to the service of Lord Voldemort, where he, where he found him in this forest of Albania. Um, so in the course of one night, he literally destroyed every friendship he ever had, because uh-huh. he's a dirtbag. Yeah. He's lower than rat. He played a key role in Voldemort's rebirth. Amazingly, he found Voldy. Mosey Voldy. Existing bodiless with a snake named Nagini in Albania. Even with the new servant, the next step wasn't clear until Pettigrew ran into Bertha Jorkins, a ministry which who was on holiday in Albania. Why would you go to Albania for holiday? Maybe there's a lot more wizards there. Maybe it's like all Hogsmeade. Okay. I don't know. Although she they recognized have white him. sandy beaches. Although she, <laughs> although she recognized him, 
Peter Grew was unable to lure her was able to lure her into the forest where she fell into the clutches of the Dark Lord. Under torture, she gave him information to help make plans for an attack on Harry Potter on uh, Voldemort's instructions creating the potion his master needed to gain a temporary body. Peter Grew milked the venom from Nagini that was used as part of the potion. He carried Voldemort's weak, small body on a long journey back to Britain. Okay, so there's a theory that Nagini actually gives birth to the baby Voldemort. Yeah. Okay, so here's my theory. I, and then, I don't know if it's just the way that my brain works and when I read a book, it's to me everything is straightforward and that's how I see it and I don't like read into it. Like, I'll read something and I could read it 500 million times, and Amy will read it, and she will come back, and she was like, did you get that? Like this, I mean, obscure, weird, something out of nowhere. Yeah. Reference. And I'm like, no. I'm in the middle between that and I'm between like, what you're doing. How did you come up with That's one yeah. reason that I really do like the Super Carlin Brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I, not just them. There are other people that I, I watch on YouTube who will break stuff down and you're like, how do you get that? Yeah. Where, where, did, where did that come from? So, when the theory came up that he was birthed, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. What I got was uh, Peter milked Nagini, so he, 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 got, he had her venom, and he did a spell, somehow did a spell with the venom that created the body and then the spirit went into the body and that's how he got that little tiny frail body was because it was created with us with magic and a spell the way the full body was created right. out of the cauldron where he put all the ingredients in there and then he dropped the baby moldy and then he had a new body that's where i that's where my mind went not that he was birthed and there was sex between somebody and a snake I, I, no, my mind never went there so here's two things child me reading the book farm kid child me reading the book right. is like milk it like a cow with the udders right. you know that's what that's what my farm kid brain did right adult brain says i don't think it was a whoopee thing right i think it was a was a more along the lines of an immaculate conception in terms of with magic. That makes sense. Well, I, mean, I think that Boldy maybe embodied, not embodied. I think he maybe went into Nagini because there's a point, and I can't remember where or what book, but it says he had to live as a snake to survive. So that's where I get he was birthed. Was he okay. said he had to live as a snake. So I think that's where I, okay. I go with that. But, okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. He carried uh, Faldi's weak small body on the long journey back to Britain, where they took up temporary residence in the Riddle House outside of Little Hangleton. And Valdi called Peter by his marauder name, Wor- Wormtail. When Harry was captured, it was Wormtail who killed Cedric Diggory. <clears throat> um, he bound Harry. He set up the cauldron. He cut Harry's arm. He cut off his own right hand. And then he got the bones Bone. of his father. Yeah. To reborn, to, to, for the Dark Lord to be reborn. He, he cast a spell which created an... Voldemort cast a spell which created a new shiny powerful hand for Pettigrew and he used the dark mark to call his wayward death eaters to him. From this point Ormtel was was something of a lowly servant to Snape and the other death eaters. He met Harry again in Malfour Manor and tried immediately to kill him but Harry reminded him of his life debt and when Wormtail hesitated that was enough for the hand created by Voldemort Voldemort to sense the failing and turn it turn back on its own owner and betray the betrayer. Bravery. 
While everyone thought Peter needed protection, he was not afraid to face Voldemort nor to milk. Like a cow. Like a cow. The snake venom from the giant Nagini. A possible occlumence. He kept secrets hmm. from Dumbledore for years about Marauder's activity and the fact that he was an animagus rat. Then fooled everyone in the Order of the Phoenix while passing secrets to Voldemort. Powerful and clever, nearly everyone underestimated him. Which is why, in one, in one fateful day, he could betray the Potters, blow up a street, killing twelve muggles, fake his own death, and frame Sirius Black for all of it while walking free. When concerned in, the, when cornered in the Shrieking's shack, he escaped again to return to his master, Voldemort, in Albania. Before bringing him back to life by cutting off his own right hand, Peter sometimes questioned Voldemort's. Voldemort's opinions, one of the few brave enough to do that, and he was the only Death Eater who spent extensive time with him. So, I have a question. Why is it that they think he was an Aquamans? I don't know. I don't know because James and Sirius and Remus all kept that from uh, Dumbledore's wire. Yeah. Well. Hmm. I don't know. I got that from... Where did I get that from? The lexicon. Hmm. I, I trust the and lexicon. And they usually pull it from somewhere. So. Yeah, they usually... Have I mean, just as a possible... I was just curious. Well, I know it's impossible, but like, I was wondering if they had, like, if they'd given examples of maybe why they thought he was an Aquaman. Nah. That was it. That, hmm. was, that was just... I thought that was neat, though, that he was put into Gryffindor and, like, you know, we're dwell the brave at heart, and people were like, well, he wasn't very brave. I mean... To be a dirtbag like he was and literally turn against people who loved him. Yep. That's... that's and to that look at Voldemort some... and go, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And Voldemort to say, well, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, he, Voldemort explained to him while that, why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. When he questioned him. Instead of saying, I'm, because this is the way I said we're going to do it, we're going to do it. He actually, I don't, I don't think he respected Peter, but I think he, uh, he didn't disrespect him. Yeah. To the point that he actually, well, let me explain it to you. Right. Or he was explained to because he thought he was childish or... And, and I don't know. I mean, I guess... I guess with Peter, the, I can see kind of both sides of it. Like, I, he was a coward. But at the same time, it also took a lot of... Um... I don't think he was a coward. I think he was insecure. Well... I think he... I th- I can see that, yeah. Because a coward... When you talk about a coward, you talk about someone who will not stand up for themselves, who... But he didn't. um, ...is a threat. He did stand up for himself. To... He stood up to... He stood up for himself to Lord Voldemort. But I think questioning why versus is doing why you're doing something is not the same as standing up for himself. But he's well what I'm saying is I think instead of saying that he was a coward, I think he was more insecure right. about himself versus oh, I'm a coward and I'm afraid of stuff. Right. Because I don't think he was afraid of I don't think he portrayed himself as he was afraid. Yeah. But he really wasn't. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess when you when you really dig deeper into the character, like he, you know, when he was after power. Right. When you when you say to Sirius, "What would you have done?" I would have died. I would right. have died for my friends. So when you look at that, oh well, he's a coward. He wasn't willing to die for his. That has nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. I I think it's more. I think. I guess I just don't understand why he got put into. To Gryffindor, I think he would have been better suited for. Oh, let me finish this thought. Uh, yeah, I think he would have been. Oh, white has gone off. You did. 
Um, I think he would have been better suited for Slytherin. However, I think the reason he ended up in Gryffindor was he was a hat stall. Right. The hat takes into consideration which house you want to be in. Maybe he asked to be in Gryffindor. Oh, good hat. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Maybe the hat said, I'm going to put you in Slytherin, and he said, no, I don't want to be in Slytherin. Well, I don't know if... I think if he was a true hat stall, the hat wouldn't have been like. The hat wouldn't have known anything where to put him. So it would have been like, well, you can really go anywhere. Except for Hufflepuff. He would not have. Or Slytherin. Or uh, Ravenclaw because he's dumb. But um, <laughs> I really think it was between Gryffindor and Slytherin. <coughs> but I think Smart that the hat didn't really know where to put him that's why he was a hat stall so and I think he I think he asked that's my new head cannon Miss Dumbledore says I think we sort too late yeah yeah I could see that but like also I don't know I mean you do sort too early but at the same time like when you're I don't know, because I guess I could see kind of, like, the both sides of it. Like, if you sort at 11 years old and it's too early, like, maybe your house is, is going to influence the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, versus sorting later, I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's, a hard, that's a hard question. That's, who came first, the chicken or the egg? That's, that's kind of... Yeah. That's a hard question. The dinosaur came first. Yeah. The rooster came first. Confused silence. I won't say anymore. Shut up, Robin. <laughs> I know what you're going to do with that. You hush. Okay, so next week hey. we're going to talk about... Not yet. Maybe not yet. Sir Cadogan battles the wyvern of Y. What? We have to do wizarding history. Oh, I forgot about that. I did forget about that. <laughs> Alright, so Sir Cadogan battles the wyvern of Y. In an epic battle of legend, Sir Cadogan rides into battle with the infamous wyvern of Y. He nearly loses the battle. His horse is eaten. His helmet melted. And the little pony's eaten? Or a horse? pony. Oh. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. But, uh, yeah. His helmet was melted. His wand was broken. Oh, no, no, no. But he finds a factory pony in a field nearby. Oh, so the little pony yes. is not. Okay, so his big, probably big horse. Yeah. Gallant. Yeah. Well, I still, that's sad. I know, right? But the fat gray pony's alright. Yeah, okay. That's alright. <laughs> alright, but he finds a fat gray pony in a field nearby and rides back to what could only have a, what he could only have assumed would be a heroic death. In fact, his splintered wand pieces, the tongue Oh my gosh. His splintered wand pierces the tongue of the wyvern and ignites the noxious gases in its gullet. The wyvern explodes and Circa Douglas Sir Cadogan's reckless bravery is immortalized in a portrait which still hangs in the South Tower of Hogwarts. Sir Cadogan was a knight of the Round Table and a friend of Merlin, which places him in the 11th century, as far as is possible to deduce. Cool. First off, Sir Cadogan. If that dragon would have just went clump on his head, they wouldn't have had so many stinking passwords. All I'm saying. <laughs> but that was the painting, not the actual. But like it's it like there would have been no painting had the dragon. Why do you know that? It says right here. It says Sir Cadogan's reckless bravery is immortalized in a portrait. Well, even if they had he had eat off his head, I mean, he, they might still put him in a portrait. Might he, be headless, like, like the he headless horseman. Been, yeah, he could have been a headless horseman. Then they might have had like ten. True. Or 11 or 12. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we already have one too many circuits. Oh, that's too funny. All right. 
Okay. So Social. We, I don't know what I don't know I what know. comes next. We haven't been doing this podcast doing. for oh my God. a couple months. <laughs> oh, okay. So be sure to join us on our Facebook group, Ridiculous Podcast. We have an actual group now on Facebook. We have our Facebook page and we have a Facebook group. Okay, so, so I have a question. Yeah. So it's Ridiculous Podcast is the page. Yes. And we have Ridiculous Podcast is the group. Is the group. It's both. You have to you have to change the group to something different. Okay. We can like do, that. do ridiculous pod group or something. Okay. Yeah. Because I get confused. I'm like, am I on the page or I'm yeah. in the group? Yeah. So well, just I change it a little them. bit, just yeah. just so that. Because okay. I'm like, oh, we have two. Yeah, we have two. Yeah. <clears throat> My brain is doesn't work very well, so you have to fix it yeah. to where I I don't have to really. Think. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. So go join that. It's gonna be. Um. I can't wait till we get more people in and we can start interacting and. Yeah, because we yeah. already have Jules. Yeah. Yay, Jules. Yeah. She's. And our, we need more. Yeah, we need more. She talks with us about it though oh, quite a bit. Yeah. So we love her. If you can't tell, you're our favorite person. You are our favorite. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Ridiculous Pod. Um. You can follow me. On Instagram at Smith Goddard 3 It's all food and babies. And uh, don't you put your design stuff on there? I do sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, if you want to go follow my um, my business uh, Instagram page, it's uh, at Silver Nickel Designs. And she does some cool stuff. Thank you. And then um, you can follow me, um, RK Bricky, and uh, it's all running. Mm-hmm. And some, uh, she's very inspirational for a uh, verse of the day. God stuff going yeah. on in there. She's, she's very inspirational. Um, also be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. So then next week we're going to do the sacred 28, but we're going to break those up. So it's going to be two. two I, episodes. I, I can't, it's yeah, like, two episodes. Yeah. I can't think of what's going on. Like what we did with the Marauders. Right. Yeah. Okay. And also be sure to check out Swish and Flick. And thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the, transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Bye.